This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello, this is Bunny Michael, and welcome to Exo Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions, and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. It's so great to be here with you again this week. I hope you're feeling well and in good spirits. And if not, that's okay too, because life is a spectrum of experience, and some days are just smoother than others. Am I right? So this week, I had the honor of being a guest on the Spiritually Sassy Show. It's an awesome podcast hosted by Saw Simone. And if you haven't checked out the Spiritually Sassy Show, you definitely should. Because if you're a fan of this podcast, you most definitely will be a fan of his. Anyway, so we recorded the episode this week. It's not out yet. But when we were recording it, Saw asked me a question on the show that really got me thinking because Saw asked me specifically what my spiritual practice looked like, like detail, like how do I connect to my higher self? And in the past, I've been really, I don't know, hesitant to share specifics about my personal practice because I didn't want to give the impression that what I'm practicing or how I'm practicing connecting to my higher self or what my spiritual practice is, is the one way or the right way. Because there's so many ways, there's so many different types of meditations, rituals, you know, writing, journaling, whatever gets you to that intimate place of that love within you. There's so many different ways to do that. And, you know, being the host of the show, I didn't want to make people feel as if they couldn't find their own way, you know. But when Saw asked me the specifics of mine, I I realized in just answering the question that, you know, a lot of people are still in the beginning process of their spiritual practice. Maybe they kind of got off the wagon for a while and they're wanting something new, just like some new inspiration. So I thought, okay, well, the next EXO podcast, I'm going to share the specifics of what my daily practice looks like in the hopes that maybe it will inspire one of my listeners. So what my practice looks like, it's a daily practice. Every morning I wake up and before I look at my phone, Before I take a sip of coffee, which is actually really hard for me because I love coffee. I drink coffee like all day long. It's not like the best attachment, but (laughs) before I sip coffee, I get up and I go into my living room and I sit there. I put on meditation music in my headphones. I set a timer for about 20 minutes or so and I close my eyes 
and I breathe in and quiet my thoughts and I imagine a bright light shining above my head, sort of in front of me, and the light is shining its rays down onto me, onto my body. And I feel this light, and this light is the light of love. It's love shining into me. And I let it shine into me deeper and deeper and penetrate all of my body into every single cell until I feel internally like light is radiating within me. And when I feel that light within me, that's when I feel like I am embodying my higher self. That's when I feel like I am connecting to the light of love, which is who I really am. I am not the body. I am the spirit. I am the light. And I sit there and I feel this light and I watch my thoughts go by, come in and out, try to connect back to my breath, you know, letting go of those thoughts, just observing them, not judging them, and just feeling that light of love within me. And then after the 20 minutes are up and the timer goes off, I open my eyes and the room around me is radiating that same light. I'm now seeing my environment through the vision of that light of love. And it's kind of like everything's radiating. And then I take out my journal and I journal for a while and I just kind of write down any feelings or thoughts or what's going on with me, what's going to happen that day or what I'm thinking about, what I'm struggling with. And I like to journal right after that because I want to receive any of that information that I kind of like energetically soaked up in the meditation. I kind of want to have a place to write it down if something is kind of just spontaneously coming through to me. Okay, so that's what my practice looks like. It's nothing fancy. It works for me. Sometimes, you know, it's easy. Sometimes I'm like, enjoy it. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, meditating is literally the last thing that I want to do. And I have to drag myself out of bed and just remind myself, okay, you you know you need this. When you're doing it, you have a much easier time. And sometimes I'm sitting there, you know, with my eyes closed and I'm just feeling annoyed, you know, and I can't seem to feel the light and I can't seem to quiet those thoughts. But that's okay too, because the point isn't to get it perfect. The point is to know that you are important enough to dedicate time in your day to remembering who you really are, to channeling into your natural wisdom. You are have a gift within you. But if you don't take the time to connect to that gift, you're going to forget that it's there. You're going to get caught up in those thoughts and what's happening and the drama and the ups and downs and roller coasters of relationships and jobs. You know, you're going to forget that you have this amazing source of love within you that is always accessible. So having a daily practice, even if it's like five minutes, just taking it baby steps at a time, maybe it's not even meditating. Maybe it's just writing down some sweet thoughts or maybe it's saying some mantra like, I am enough every day in the morning. Just prioritizing that can completely shift the rest of your day. Because you're going to have in the back of your mind, your awareness is going to be turned on. 
because your higher self is the awareness of your thoughts, the awareness of your behavior, the part of you that is watching it all happen with love, compassion, and patience. And what could be more important, right? What could be more important than connecting to that? Because it changes every aspect of your life when you do. All right, enough of my little rant. Maybe, you know, you could try out my little routine, my little morning routine this week if you're wanting something to try out. Um, The meditation music I actually just listened to on YouTube because I have one of those like premier accounts. I pay like $10 a month or something to not have ads. So they have so much like meditation music on YouTube. Really, really pretty stuff like nature sounds or you know how it is. Or there's great apps out there too. You know, there's a lot of things that you can try out. So make sure you try it out and connect to your bestie, your higher self every day because your higher self loves you and is like, hello, (laughs) I miss you. Like, can I chill with you for a while? You know, that your higher self is calling you, calling you to connect. All right, enough of my rambling. I'm going to stop now. Let's get to the questions, okay? The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. First, thank you so much for this podcast. Hearing everyone's submissions and your answers is so healing, and it helps me feel so much less alone. As for my question, I've been having a lot of trouble feeling jealous of people in relationships. I know that no relationship is perfect and a relationship won't solve all my problems, but I desperately wish that I had someone who loved and cared for me and would hug me at the end of the day and who I could love and care for in return. I find myself feeling bitter and jealous towards my friends and acquaintances who are in relationships, because most of them are, and getting annoyed at their lovey-dovey social media posts. Also, it's been well over a year since my ex and I broke up, and he quickly moved on and is still with the new person, while I've just had many situations in short fits and starts. I can't seem to find a beautiful, healthy, secure relationship, which is what I want more than pretty much anything. I know I should be happy being single, but it's just a fact that when I'm in a relationship, it's like the lights turn on in my life. I feel more well-rounded and happy. I've started to wonder if there's something wrong with me or if love will ever happen again for me at all. Another thing is that some part of me feels like the universe owes me a relationship. I know this is a really terrible mindset. It came from me healing and doing the work on myself for months and months after the disillusion of a doomed situation. But while for a time I was truly doing that all for myself and my healing, at some point it got twisted around and I started to feel like if I healed myself, then I would be eventually rewarded with a good relationship. Of course, that isn't how the world works. I just feel like I've become jaded and bitter and lonely, and I don't want that. I want to keep my heart warm and soft and open like it used to be. But it's just so hard to see things working out for me while everyone around me has their lives blooming. More than anything, I'm lonely and I wish I had companionship. I'm scared that I'll never get an opportunity to love genuinely and wholly again because it's just so hard to find someone who I both click with and are attracted to. I guess my question is, how do I break out of this awful mindset and change my perspective? I've been feeling really bad about this for a really long time. Thank you so much for reading this and hope you had a beautiful day. Hi, hun. Look, it's okay that you want a relationship, but wanting something to happen in the future is different than feeling like you need something in order to be enough or feel like you are okay and are fulfilled. 
Relationships don't bring you happiness. Love does. And love is a state of awareness that is accessible at any moment. Love is a higher state of consciousness where you can feel your higher self and see the higher self in others. It's accessing your inner light, the truth of your being, the part of you that knows you are at home, the knowledge that you are enough just for being you. You said that when you're in a romantic partnership, it feels like a light is turned on. And that's a really good analogy because a romantic partner can be, not always is, but can be a portal to that state of consciousness where love is present, where love is in your awareness. That's why it feels so good when someone looks at you with those eyes that seem to say, you know, I love you just how you are. It helps you feel and see that in yourself. The problem arises, however, when you start to believe that a romantic partner is the only portal you can access that awareness. That's what brings on attachment and fear and jealousy. You get all caught up in the fear that if I lose this person, I won't have love in my life. Or if I don't have a romantic partner, I can't feel good about myself. And the fear and attachment actually begin to block your awareness of love because you are no longer present with yourself. You're no longer present with this person. They become like a possession or a drug, something you need in order to feel like you are okay. This is the point where a lot of relationships fall apart. When we lose sight of the fact that our partner is just another person on their own journey, they are not brought here to quote unquote complete you. They have their own set of insecurities and they need healing too. And when you put all the pressure on your partner as the one person who can make you okay, it's no wonder relationships implode. I don't know what the dynamic was in your previous relationships, but I do know that even if you find that person you feel like you feel like will bring you that happiness that you've been looking for, that relationship will not be sustainable until you learn how to find additional portals to your higher self, to the awareness of your own self-worth. That person cannot be the only way that you get there. You said you feel like the universe owes you sometimes. I get it. It's easy to be like, why can't I have that? You know, like I'm working on myself. Like why, why isn't that enough? Why can't I just get what I want? But can you see that the universe hasn't forgotten you? The universe wants you to learn something that is so important that without it, you can't actually be in the healthy relationship that you long for. The universe is actually giving you exactly what you need to get what you say that you want. Because without this realization, without you finding other ways to source your own self-worth and inner light, you won't actually be able to recognize what a healthy relationship is. Being in a romantic relationship is not a measure of how much love you have in your life. There are a lot of relationships that are actually a distraction from the healing that people need to do but are too afraid to be alone to do that healing. You're still on your healing path because there is no end to our healing path. We are all continuously healing. We're all continuously growing. 
You are just entering another level where you get to be even more intimate with who you are and how you can be the source for love in your life. Because that is a lesson you will absolutely need if you want to have a long-lasting, sustainable commitment. So I'm going to ask you, what are some other things besides a romantic partnership that can help you connect to that light inside of you? What does your spiritual practice look like? Do you ever ask your higher self for guidance? What if you woke up every morning and reminded yourself of what a gift you are and how every day is a blessing? And when those jealous thoughts come up, you ask yourself, okay, who's talking now? Is this really actually helpful or am I just punishing myself? What if you wish for the happiness of all your friends because you know that even if they're in a relationship, it doesn't mean their lives are easy and they're just trying to love themselves just like you? I promise that when the time is right, in divine timing, you are going to find exactly what you're looking for. But in the meantime, the universe is guiding you back to yourself. And that is the most important relationship that you can have. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Bunny. Um, I want to thank you so much. I love your podcast with all of my heart. (laughs) It has been such a beautiful experience to listen to you. And I've cried many times with the stories of other people. So thank you for doing this beautiful soul work. Um, I'm calling because uh, I have this um, relationship with uh, one of, well, okay, so there was a fallout between me and my best friend a couple years ago, and I still am trying to process it and understand it um, because I feel like it's really hard for me to just see her as um, like a villain uh, and <laughs> um, so we we built a company together. We are uh, performer per- performing artists, and we built this beautiful company that lasted about two years. And then um, we had to kind of like go to sleep during the pandemic, obviously, because you know um, exposure to other people and all that. But before. Um, it came before we had to stop doing shows. Uh, we were traveling. We traveled together um, outside of the country. And while we were there, I noticed that she started like kind of treating me really rudely um, and kind of talking to me in a sort of a mean way. Um, I had noticed that she talked to other people like that before, but she had never talked to me that way before. And, um, 
I started feeling like I didn't want to be disrespected. And so I said something. I said, hey, can you, I like, I'm not appreciating the way that you're talking to me. And she had this um, really intense episode where she put a lot of stuff like, um, well, she, she said that basically like she feels like my empowerment is hurting her um, and that, you know, there was a lot. When we started our, co- our company, there was a lot of... Um, camaraderie from her like we're we're doing this together kind of thing but then I heard uh, gossip of her talking to other people saying that she wanted to lead the the whole company by herself and she went or she wanted to do her own thing which is fine but there wasn't clear communication about it and so it was really like intense and I had to I kind of held that for a really long time um for months after we came back from our trip which nothing was ever resolved in the trip but when we came back um you know our relationship wasn't the same anymore um and we were just kind of not really talking about it I tried to to say like hey can we hang out and talk about things and try to like purge and and also just like understand process what happened and what is happening with it with us and all of that and she um she said that she was not able to emotionally hold that um and so I said okay um I understand even though it's really hard because I don't understand exactly what's happening um I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna talk about it it's okay but but inside I did feel a lot of you know, doubt, questions, so many questions that I had to ask her. And also things for me to to say, to get off my chest too, that I have had heard through other people. And so um, we continued having shows, but I found out that when it was her time to direct a show, she kept me away from the group. So she excluded me from which you know I'm a founding member of the company um and it that really hurt me very and and it made me lash out um and I I let out a lot of anger um in an email um I sent it to her saying that she was excluding me and she was being mean and that she um that I felt like she didn't support me as much as I supported her in the first place and Basically, like I, I let out all of the stuff that was inside of me, but not in a way, but in a way w- when I was triggered, right? Not in a way that's like, let's sit and talk about this um, with love. It was more of like, okay, you excluded me from my own creation. And now I feel like I need to like defend myself and my, my company. And so she decided to leave the company. And then now it's me and I'm, you know, the whole community still loves it. You know, everyone wants to continue doing it, but I just, I can't help but feel her like ghost in the, in the process, uh, in the company. So I guess what I wanted to talk to you about is like what is your perception maybe uh, or what is the higher self's perception on it um I want to continue making beautiful art and I know time time helps but um if there's anything else that you might notice about this that could be of help I would love to hear it because I I so appreciate your um your take on things (laughs) so thank you so much and sorry this was long (laughs) 
<laughs> I love you. Um, sending lots of love. Bye. I think the hard part about creative work collaborations when they don't work out is that it can feel like the experience puts a shadow on your passion and your relationship with your creativity. Because it's like we let this person in, we trusted them with a very intimate and important and vulnerable part of our lives. And when it doesn't go well, it can feel like they took a part of us with them. And you know what? That's not the case. What you two had was a business relationship, and there were many red flags that this was not the person you should be working with, and you had to learn that in a not-so-pleasant way, but it's a very valuable lesson. And yes, it would have been more ideal if you didn't get so triggered at the last minute and let her have it in an email, but you know, you tried to have a conversation and she wasn't willing to talk it out, so it doesn't surprise me that all your bottled-up emotions kind of exploded in that moment. You know, you're human. For future reference, if you're ever working with someone who isn't willing to talk out an issue with you to find mutual understanding, that collaboration isn't going to grow. So looking back, it probably would have been a good idea at that time to reconsider the partnership, but now we're moving forward, okay? So moving forward, you can't let whatever personal issues you had with this person or this incompatible collaboration get in the way of your higher purpose. Your higher purpose is your art. That is the gift that you've been given. And as an artist, your work is part of the awakening of consciousness on the planet. There are bigger things going on here that are way more important than what happened with you and this person. We all have a role to play on this earth and yours is to channel who you are as a performer and creator and share that inspiration. In fact, this whole experience with this person was just a learning lesson on the type of energy that you don't need so you can focus on why you're doing your art in the first place. I consider my collaborations like co-parenting a baby, the baby being our art project. The most important thing isn't the egos of the parents, it's the care and the growth of the baby. And a good co-collaborator is someone who understands keeping the baby healthy requires a healthy partnership, a partnership of respect and mutual support. So it's like, okay, you're going through a divorce right now. You're going through a split up, but you can't abandon the baby. You've been working so hard to care for that baby. Maybe changing the name or the look of the company could help you feel less triggered, you know? You could start a new company that is inspired by the old one. But whatever you do, don't let this experience get in the way of doing your thing, your higher purpose. You are just too important for that. Hi, Bunny. Thank you so much for everything you do and everything you are. I'm so grateful for this podcast. Um, my question is about mental illness and sustaining fulfilling friendships so my partner of two years plus is moving away so we're breaking up and this is a safe person that i feel really comfortable with that i can be myself with and usually i can only be really close with a couple people at a time that i really feel like i can invest in and show up for because this person's leaving I really want to put more energy into my other friendships. 
other relationships in my life. But I just feel like I never have enough to give because, because I have such fluctuating mental health. I just lack energy for people a lot of the times, but I really want to love people and I really want to give and support people. And I just never feel like I'm there enough and that I can't support people enough, that I always need more support and help than what I can ever give back. And because of that, I get so um, spirally in my head and I just start thinking that I don't deserve to enjoy life, that I don't deserve to even be here and that I should die because I'm not making a difference or I'm not contributing enough. And I just want to know, like, is my higher self the part of me that really wants to love and give all the time? Or is my higher self, like, okay with me just chilling and doing my own thing? So I don't know if you have any advice, but you probably do because <laughs> you're so wonderful. But thank you so much for listening. Hi, Han. First of all, you're going through a breakup from a long-term relationship and that is not easy. So you shouldn't put pressure on yourself right now to be on top of your game. You know, you're in a transitional time trying to relearn how to connect with others differently socially. And when you're going through a difficult time in life, which happens to all of us because life is full of ups and downs. It can be a lot easier to get stuck in negative thinking patterns or spiraling in self-judgment and low self-worth. But just because you're having these thoughts, you know, these thoughts of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not a good friend, just because you're having those thoughts doesn't mean that those thoughts are the truth. Your higher self knows that everyone is worthy of love and care and abundance, and you are no different. There is nothing wrong with you. You are enough just how you are. Not only do you deserve to live your life, but you are a gift to this world. This world needs you, and you're a gift to any friendship. Your higher self watches your thoughts with love and patience and compassion because your higher self knows that just because you might get stuck in a mental pattern, that is not who you are. You are a divine being. You are not your thoughts. And the less you identify with your thinking, the less overwhelmed and trapped you will be in those thoughts. But that takes practice, you know? It takes first noticing that you're going to a negative judgmental place and then asking yourself, okay, who's talking here? Is it my fear talking? Is it my insecurity talking? Is it me beating myself up? Or is it my higher self? What would my higher self tell me right now in this moment? You know, it's totally okay to not have the energy to show up to social engagements or show up to hang out with your friends when you're feeling like you need rest. You know, that is totally okay. And I'm all for having boundaries and taking care of yourself. But sometimes when we get into a pattern of isolating ourselves, we forget how much being there for other people actually helps us. It gets us out of our own heads, out of our own experience. And we need that. You know, we need to be shaken out of our little mental world. And remember, there's a lot going on in the world. And a healthy distraction from our negative thinking is really good medicine. 
I don't doubt that you are an amazing friend. You're very sensitive. You're very in tune. You have perspective. You have awareness. You are very wise. It's just been a while and you've lost some confidence in your ability to be there for someone. But being there for someone and showing up for your friends doesn't mean you have to pretend to be in a good mood all the time or be fake around them. It just means being your authentic self and being a safe space for your friend to be an authentic self with you. It's not about having all of the answers or being perfect. Sometimes people just want someone who will listen to them. Someone who will sit with them or go on a walk with them or do laundry with them or even just send a text, you know, a check-in text every week or something. A little effort means so much to people and we all need to support each other. I want you to have all the support that you need. Friendships are very good for your mental health. The key is just to find what your balance looks like. We need our solitude and we need our community. Even if that's just one or two of your closest friends. Don't worry, babe. Just take it one day at a time. You're gonna be all right. Hi, Bunny. Um, I feel like I sound really nasally right now, Um, but I've just been trying to actually give myself this time to release a lot of emotions that have been suppressed in my body and in my spirit for the past few days. Um, So I have been crying and I think that it feels like a great release. Um, But I just wanted to get a few things off my chest and maybe ask specifically maybe two questions um, regarding two different things that I feel like I'm going through. So I'll try to move through it as quick as possible. Um, I guess the first thing is my ex and uh, the process that I'm going through right now with him in terms of grieving him, uh, as well as the fact that I've kind of been keeping in contact with him. And I feel like I'm grappling with this sense of guilt and shame around that, um, around the fact that I still pick up his phone calls or call him um, or have hung out with the dog that we've got together with him. Um, or the fact that he lives literally down the street. So it's really hard to not see him sometimes. Um, and I still haven't forgiven him for what he's done to me. So it's really hard to see him or speak on the phone with him um, and act like, you know, nothing's happened. And um, I really, honestly, part of me feels like maybe this is my person. Maybe this is the person that I'm supposed to be with. And that's why I keep in contact with him. But then the other part of me almost feels like this is a test from the universe, Um kind of testing me as to where I would let him back in fully or not and I'm really having a hard time figuring out which one is right which one is wrong and I know that I need to utilize this time to heal and I feel like even when we speak sometimes we argue and then I start questioning my worth and I start questioning oh did I say something wrong or without even realizing why I'm not with him in the first place. So I just maybe need some guidance around 
possibly just how to completely cut cords with this person, even if I feel this person um, lingering in my neighborhood or just in my body still, in my thoughts. And sometimes I'll, I can't, I'll literally go to sleep and have dreams where he's involved in them. And I've even shared this aspect of my healing process with him. And all I got from him was like, how are you even having dreams like that? Like, that's so old. Like, that's so weird that you're even dreaming about that. And kind of like punishing me for not being able to control my subconscious. Um, But I also know that the same person who hurt me is not the same person who has to be involved in my my healing process. So um, yeah, I I just want to know what can help me cut the cords with him completely. Um, And it's just hard to to not overthink this process um, because I am definitely still hurt and I am trying to focus on myself more and I am trying to just attract better people in my life. So, yeah, and I guess another thing I wanted to talk about was um, something that happened with a close friend of mine uh, recently, uh, someone who I shared my personal stories with um, of things that I was specifically going through within my specific line of work. Um, Some of it was empowering, some of it was traumatizing, and I told this person specifically that one day I was going to write a book about it. I was going to share my story, write a movie. Um, And this person, the last time I saw them, ended up sharing with me that they were writing a script about it. And I just feel like I've been having a hard time grappling with this as well um, because I feel like invaded with my personal life and I feel like this person is utilizing my personal stories uh, for their clout and for their profit, for their arts, when it's not their art, when they haven't lived my stories. And at the moment, it's making me feel like now I have to rush my art in order to get that out first um, because this person that I thought was a friend is doing what feels like stealing my stuff. Um, And I guess I just want some guidance in how to approach this person, if I even should approach this person, how I should move forward with this, um, or if I should just let it go. And honestly, I've just been taking my time to process all of these emotions that are happening, all the grieving that's happening within this friend, within my ex. And it's been hard to focus on this piece of art because not only do I feel like someone is stealing it, but I wasn't ready to be releasing it yet. Um, I'm still working on it. And um, yeah, anything helps. I just, I guess I just want to want guidance in these things. And I just want to feel confident in my healing right now. Um, When it just feels like I have no one to lean towards. I just feel like I'm grappling with all of these emotions and these thoughts um, and having a hard time finding a real solution that will help me. Thank you so much. Hi, babe. I'm so sorry that you've been having a hard time. It sounds to me like you already know that you need to cut contact with your ex. Even if there wasn't still hurt feelings around the relationship, which obviously there still is, I would still recommend not continuing to see and talk and hang out with each other immediately after a breakup. 
In order to have any perspective, you have to take a step back. You can't see the full picture when you're still inside the story. And don't beat yourself up for having a hard time not being able to see him because it's a really hard thing to do. You're used to talking all of the time. It's the pattern, but patterns can be broken when you replace them with other healthier patterns. So what can you do now to plan and make logistical changes to having a solid boundary with your ex in order for you to focus on yourself and your own healing? I would say not talking anymore. I'd say unfollowing on socials so that you're not triggered unexpectedly and pre-arranging a joint custody of the dog. That's something that the two of you can work out via email and then you can still see your dog and still have a relationship with your pet that you love. You just have to split that time. I know all of this really sucks, but you can do it. This is what a breakup looks like. It's not pretty, but neither is staying in a dynamic that is hurting you more and more every day. Neither is getting your feelings hurt every time he says something that makes you feel small. Even if there was a time in the future that the two of you got back together, you would still need this boundary right now to even be able to figure out if that's something you actually want. You can't do that while he's still in your life. You can't do that without taking space. Now, as far as the art project, it is not okay to make art about another person's personal experience they shared with you in confidence without their consent. That is called exploitation. And your friend should know better. I would recommend writing an email to this person telling them you do not consent to them using your story in their work. That way you have it in writing. And if they don't listen to you, you have every reason to publicly say that you did not give your consent for them to use your story. You can email whatever gallery they plan on showing the work, tell whoever you need to tell. And I would not worry about having to get your story out before they tell your story because no one can tell your story for you. No matter what, yours will be original because it's your authentic experience. And from a creative point of view, you can even make this part of the experience part of the story because this is important. You know, people do this type of stuff all of the time. People get exploited all of the time in the art world and stuff like that. And it's really important to stand up for your own boundaries and know that you deserve your own autonomy around consent. I know none of this feels easy right now. But I promise you, it's all happening so you can be in a more supportive, loving, safe, and abundant environment. Remember, your higher self is always there holding your hand. Every time you feel sad, every time you feel afraid, you are held by the same source of love that is the source of life in all of the universe. You are being guided now to the people, places, and things that will enable you to awaken more love and creativity and inspiration in your life. You're clearing out your closet because you deserve a fresh start. So take it. 
Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone who sent in the questions. Remember to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash exohigherself to get access to our bonus episodes that come out every other week. Keep sending in your questions. You can email a voice memo to exohigherself at gmail.com. I highly recommend that as the best way because when you leave a voicemail message on our telephone line, the limit is three minutes, okay? I just want to let y'all know because some of y'all leave voicemails on the phone number but get caught off at the three-minute mark. So, So if you feel like you might be talking longer than that, send in a recorded voice memo to the email or you can write an email that I'll read on here. If you don't want to use your voice, that's fine too. And you can still send DMs through our Instagram at exohigherself as well to send questions there too. Okay, you can use any of those sources. Thank you so much for being part of this community. I love y'all so much and so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 